Well, happy Easter, everybody. I'm Bill Stevens, one of the pastors here. I am so glad that you guys have all gotten to join. Man, I can't tell you, we, we don't take this for granted, you guys, getting to get, gather together in person. It has been an already an awesome, awesome morning. For you guys that are online and, and we know that you couldn't come in in person in here, we really want to say happy Easter to all of you. I want to say happy Easter to my mom and dad who are watching right now. Mom, I'm I'm going to say a couple of things about growing up and Easter growing up. And I know you don't like it when I talk about life at home and you think, oh, Billy, it wasn't like that. It was too, Mom. And so we're going to share a little bit about that today. We're just all one big family together. So don't get mad at me on Easter Sunday, okay? Thanks, Cassie. All right. All right, you guys. Um, it has been an awesome morning, you guys, so far. We, we did our first outdoor service that we've ever done as a church in the seven years. It was right here on the side of the building. A couple hundred people that were out there to watch the sunrise and, and do that sunrise service together. That was just a, it was an awesome, awesome start to the day. The next service, my, my family came and I got to hold my granddaughter. And there is no better inspiration to preach than to hold your granddaughter beforehand. Because she looks at you and says, Grandpa, you're going to be awesome today. I mean, she's nine months old and she didn't quite say that, but her eyes were saying that to me today. So it's been, it's been a great morning. Even when I first started, when I first was driving up from Rock Creek, driving up over the hill and down here to the church, just looking at the sun and, and just the, it, off in the distance, in the dark, it was just starting to, just start, you could start to tell it was just going to begin to come up. And I'm just I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about, man, 2,000 years ago, what was that like when Mary walked to the tomb? What was that like when she, she went in the dark and maybe as the sun was maybe just starting to peak and she's, she goes to that empty tomb? Man, what was that like? That's part of the beauty of what we get to experience with Easter. But you guys, here's the deal. I don't know if it's just me. I'm a, I'm a pastor and maybe it's just me. But on Facebook this week, all week long, I, got, I probably got 200 invitations to Christmas service, I mean, to Easter services. 200 invitations from, from other churches that, are visit, that, that have their, their video on there that's saying, come and celebrate Easter with me. Come and celebrate Easter with us. Come and celebrate. And I have to admit, growing up, man, the celebration was not church. This was a thing you had to get through to get to the fun. See, the fun of Easter was hanging out with family. The fun of Easter was me and my three brothers, Mike and John and Tom and I, the four of us, man, we would sit in the car on the way home from an Easter service, thankful that it was over. In the car, we'd be thinking about this unbelievable, epic uh, 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 Easter egg hunt that we were about to have. See, in our, in our family and, and, and maybe in just that region, the Eastern Bunny didn't come with a bunch of, of chocolate baskets with a bunch of stuff in them. I've told you guys this before that in our family, the Easter Bunny left one Reese's, one Reese's package and we cut one into quarters and we each had a quarter and my dad got the other cup and that was it. <laughs> but we had hard boiled eggs. See, we went the plastic eggs with money inside or some candy inside. It was hard-boiled eggs. And that's what the Easter Bunny hid. And so our celebration was getting home and getting to have that fun. Just looking. I mean, it was each year got more and more epic. And each year there was always one egg that we couldn't find. 
There was always one. And I'm telling you, a couple months later, you know where it's at because you can smell it. I mean, once at one time, the East Bunny taped it underneath the table. And, and so you could smell it for dinner. For a, It's like, Mom, man, dinner, same, same smell for like a month. You know, and, and so and so one year, we, you know, we couldn't find it. We're looking all over, you know, the, the Easter money tells my mom and dad where the last one's at and, and they don't know either. So they're looking around. They can't remember. And, and then ultimately, you know, they, we, all six of us are looking around. And my mom finally looks in her Russian doll collection, opens up one, opens up the other and the last Easter egg was in the Russian doll collection. Now, you guys might look at that and say, well, that seems pretty obvious. Why didn't you guys all look there too? You guys, this was crystal in our family. You weren't allowed to touch it. This was like the first two Russian dolls shipped out of Moscow. You know, it's like, my mom is like, that sits up here. And don't you touch it. Don't think you want to go line up the lines like you want to do with a Russian doll and go, okay, now it's perfect. No, you don't get to touch this. So why would we even look for it, look for an egg inside it? We weren't allowed to touch it. But there was one in there, and that was the last one. You guys, the celebration was all the fun that we had on Easter. We had to get through this. Why are we saying celebrate? Why are we telling people come and celebrate Easter together? Why not observe Easter and then go celebrate? Why are we celebrating together? And we're going to talk more about that today. God, I want to pray that you would help each one of us this morning to, to step into this more. God, there are some people here that, that they're here because they have to, and there's some that are here because some, somebody they're with somebody else or with each one of us, God, interrupt our thoughts and guide us to your truth. Surprise people in this room with your Holy Spirit today. We pray that, that we would draw closer to you as a result. It's in your name we pray. Amen. There's something about the Easter story for me that is so, um, uh, it's, it's, I'm so drawn to it. See, see, there's the Christmas story and the Easter story, both those narratives. And the Christmas narrative is so filled with wonder that you wonder how it even happened. God coming into this world as a baby, the virgin birth, all the animals, all the, the, the angels singing, the shepherds coming near. All of that is filled with wonder. But the Easter, the Easter narrative, it, it's, it's, it's more raw. You're, you're, there's, we're drawn to something raw about it. And maybe it's, the, maybe it's the, 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 the overwhelming tragedy that then comes up against this overwhelming victory. Maybe that's what it is about it. Maybe it's the, the, the little parts to it that you just go, man, I can relate to that and I can relate to that. Maybe it's, maybe it's even parts of it that you don't even think you relate to that maybe subconsciously you relate to. You know, think about things like this, the walks that Jesus had and what he was thinking on those walks. The walk from Jerusalem down through the Kidron Valley to the, the, to, uh, the Garden of Gethsemane and where he, where he sweated blood. And then that walk from there when he was arrested back through, back through the Kidron Valley, back into Jerusalem into Caiaphas' house and into the dungeon below Caiaphas' house. And then out of there into the, to, to Pontius Pilate and to the trial and then ultimately to the, to the, the, the catanine tails and the beating and the cross, uh, the, the thorn, and the thorn, the, the thorn on, his, on, his, on his head. And then he puts that cross on his back. 
And he walks up that road, the Via Dolorosa, the road that leads us to Calvary, to the place that they put the cross. All, the, all that, that walk, all that Jesus was going through, maybe we can relate to a little bit of that. Maybe part of what draws us is going, man, the, the empty religion around me, the, the, the feeling of desperation and weakness, the loneliness, the nobody gets me. Maybe those thoughts that we carry, we, we resonate with parts of this story. Maybe it's even think about the tomb. The walls around the tomb, the darkness, the fear, the people that might say, man, I just have something that stands in the way between me and the peace on the other side. It's a stone that's rolled in the way. There's so many different parts to the story that we can relate to that maybe draws us to this story, this Easter story. Maybe there's something to that. It even gets stronger when you actually wrap your arms around it and say, it happened. Now, I know that sounds weird because a lot of people in here would say, well, of course it happened. Yes, it happened. For some reason for me, all the years of going to church, I always held it enough at arm's distance that I never really wanted to, to, to capture that it happened. Yes, I knew there wasn't fiction. It was nonfiction. But I held it at such an arm's distance that I'm going, you know, okay, that, that it happened, but I don't, I don't think about it happening. Until I went to the Holy Land. I took a, I took a group of, of 65 college students and we, and we went to the Holy Land and there was a moment there after all those years of going to church that I finally realized how real it was. Our group was, was on this bus and we were heading up that Via Della Rosa, just the actual, the roads that Jesus carried a cross on. We get up to the top and that's Calvary up there. And that's, they believe that someplace right around there is where the cross was actually put. And so what they do, they built a church there and they built this beautiful church, marble ground, marble floor, marble uh, uh, pillars. You got murals on the ceiling. You got, you got, you know, gold everywhere. Just all these gold things everywhere. And so everyone's kind of looking around at it all. I didn't like it because I'm thinking that's not the way I picture the cross. That's not the way I picture that spot where Jesus was hung on a cross. And so what I did is I left the group and started walking through the rest of the church by myself. You're not supposed to do that, but I did. And I started walking through the rest of the church and I get to this one door, rusty, old, heavy door. I open the door and on the inside was just like this 10 by 10 kind of closet room, dark, no lights, super musty smell, but a dirt, dirt floor. And I walked in there and this, this moment changed me because I walked in there and I reached down and I picked up some dirt and I thought to myself someplace within what a quarter of a mile of where I'm at or right in this spot whatever it is someplace right around here Jesus dropped his blood on this dirt on this dirt he did it for me I started thinking about him carrying that cross and falling to the ground with the cross. And I, and I thought, and I thought, and I, and I made me fall to the ground. And now I'm picking up handfuls of dirt and my tears are dropping into the dirt. It's making mud in the dirt. Cause I'm going, he, his body was broken for me. 
And for the first time in my life, after all these years of going to church, I finally said, it actually happened. It happened. Thursday happened in the, in the, in the, uh, the, 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 the Last Supper and, and the arrest in the garden and the trial and the nails in his hands and his feet. It happened. And Saturday happened where it was just silent. Everyone thought Jesus didn't do what he came here to do. And it happened. Sunday morning happened and Mary did wake up and it was dark and she did run to the tomb and it was empty and she went back and told Peter and she went back and told John and they went to the tomb and it was still empty and Jesus appeared to a bunch of people and those people saw him and Thomas saw him and Peter saw him and, they, and, and they, they, all these folks. It happened. It really happened. Man, we got to put our arms around that, you guys. We can't let this sit at a distance so you don't want to listen to it. And it really did happen. But I still ask the question, I still ask the question, why in the world are we celebrating? Why not just remember that it happened? Why are we celebrating today Easter? Well, listen, this is the way I thought through this. I really believe that the Lord has us on a journey. I believe every one of us, whether you like it or not, or whether you believe it or not, God's got you on a journey. And it's a journey, God has drawn us further, deeper into who, who he's made us to be, deeper through it all into what he's made us to be, and, we're, and he's meeting us there. God is drawing near to us there. So God's drawn us in and to him. God, this is the journey that he's got us on. But we, we have layers along that, along that journey. We've got, we've got things that we deal with along that journey that draws us closer to him. For some of you, and now here's where I'm bringing back the Russian dolls. This wasn't just a good spot to hide an egg. Come on, you know I was going to use a prop here. We all have layers. For some of you, the layer that you're sitting in right now is that you call what we're doing right now religion. And you're going, I'm here because mom made me come. I am here because it's Easter and you're supposed to be here. I'm here because it's religion. It's just the religious thing to do. It makes me feel better because I'm, I'm doing something religious. And so some of you, are, you're right there. Now with that comes some cynicism. Come on, I, I know that too. It comes, it comes with some cynicism. I read, this, I read this guy talked about cynicism. and He says, cynics debunk everything in faith and in life. The vitality of the old is pathetic. The exuberance of the young is considered immature. And the steadiness of the middle age, uh, that's just boredom. And that's a cynic. And we all relate to the cynic in each one of us. Come on. But when you come into a place and you look at this as religious and you just go, man, that's cynical. Yeah, yeah, I'm cynical about it. I'm cynical about singing songs and people having joy in singing songs. I'm cynical about someone saying I prayed and God answered a prayer or it was just a coincidence or God told me to do something. I really felt it. And you know, well, it was a stomach ache. You know, you'll have a, you're, there'll be a cynicism about it. But here's the deal. God, Jesus sees us here and he's going, this part of the journey. He loves it that you're here. It's part of the journey. And in it, in it as, as, as we're in this part of the journey, he's drawn us. He's drawn us to him. You know, admit it. You know there's something more. You know there's something more. 
You know there's something deeper. Admit it. And you know what that is? That's Jesus pulling us. That's Jesus drawing us. Listen to these words that he says. He says, I know why you're grumbling. I know why you don't believe in me. You got a desperate problem that only God can solve. You cannot come to me unless the Father draws you. And Jesus is in the business of drawing us, drawing us closer to him. So he's going, great, I'm drawing you and it's part of your journey. And it pulls you a little further and it takes you to another place. It takes you to a place where you start to observe it. You start to see it. You're starting to go, you know what? I like what I see. I like, I like the, the scripture. I like it when someone's reading scripture. I, you know what? I like what they're saying. You're going, I, 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 like, I like what they're doing out there in the community. I like what, I like, I, I like this. It, it's just look, it looks right. And I like this and I can live for this for a while. I could just sit here and just watch. Think about how many people were observing when Jesus died on the cross. When he's walking up the Via Della Rosa, how many people are watching it happen and just observing it? Did Jesus stop, look over at him and say, stop observing and start believing me? No, he kept going. He knows that that's part of the journey. And some of you guys are on that part of the journey right now. You're observing. But you hear a passage that says something like this. Jesus' words, these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. Homeowner improvements to your standard of living. And you go, "Uh uh-oh. But that's where I'm at. That's where I've been. He says, no, these are foundational words. Words to build a life on. And And you start being drawn. God's drawn you closer to who he is, and really to who you are. And so now you go a little further. Now it's not just observing, but it's participating. And you go, okay, now I'm reading. I'm, I'm starting to pull out that Bible. I'm reading. I'm spending time w- with other folks. I'm in a little small group, or I went on a mission trip, or I, or I served in the community, or I love going to church. We're filling our life with lots of stuff. And we can get there and we're really good. Come on, all of us are really good at getting busy. And we can get Christian busy. And we can live in that space. But man, there was this one day Jesus was with this guy and the guy says, man, I've done so many things in your name. And Jesus says, yeah, but I've never known you. I don't know you. Because we can stay there. But God's calling us deeper. He's calling us, he's drawing us further. And he draws us to this point. And this is where belief comes in. Some of us think that we're believing right there, but man, this is where belief comes in. And when you think of belief, you think, man, uh, when I say I believe, that means I am putting my weight down on it. When I believe in the love of my wife, I'm putting my weight down on that love. When you say you believe, you're putting your weight down on it. And I'm saying, and some of you are saying at this moment, right now, you're saying, I believe. I believe that Jesus died on a cross. I believe that he rose from the dead. I believe that he's the son of God. I believe, I believe all of that. And that's got to be right where God wants me. In fact, Paul even says it. He says, man, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that he has risen from the dead, you shall be saved. And so, so many of us, this is it. So many of us, we just go, I believe. 
That's got to be the, the final doll. But then I still ask you, then why are we celebrating Easter? Even if you believe that he's the son of God and he rose from the grave, even if you believe that he died and rose, even if you believe that he loves you, why, 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 did he, why do we celebrate Easter? Celebrate this death and life. Well, that's where we go one more. There's actually like 10 more in here, but I'm just going to go one more for you guys. This is where we got to make it personal. This is where Jesus is saying, Easter is personal. Easter is between me and you. Man, that moment where he says Mary, he says her name, he made it personal for Mary. And he's making it personal for every single one of us. He's saying, he's saying, yes, this is true. And yes, it's great that you believe it, but now internalize it. It's for you. And he draws us right to this point that it's with us and God right here. He's drawn us to that spot where he's going, okay, now, do you see this connection? But here's the problem. As he's drawn us to there, we turn away from it. Every thought, every action, anything we do, so many times we just go, nah, I'm going to turn away. And we go over here. We don't know why we do it. We wish we didn't, but we do. And we find ourselves over here and Jesus over here. And Paul even says, he says, man, this, all have, we call this sin. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We're right here and we turn away from it. And all of us do it. We work our tail off to fix it. We do all kinds of good things to try to fix it. And you know that we end up steering right back away from it again. All of sin and falling short of the glory of God. And he says, and the wages of that sin, the wages of that, those decisions, the wages of pulling away is death. Your heart will stop beating. Your breath will stop breathing. Your life will stop living. And that's the, that's the wages. And that's, that's, that's separate from all that God's doing to try to draw us. But God loves you way too much for that to be the end of the story. He loves you and me way too much. And so now he's going, man, I don't want that to be the end of the story. And so all along he had you and me in mind and he said, all right, then I'm gonna have my son take every single decision that you have made in your past and your present and your future. Every decision, every time that we have turned away from God, he's saying, I'm gonna take all, every one of those things and my son in his innocence is gonna die all of our death on a cross, the worst kind. And he's going to die there. But he's not going to let that win. He's, he's going to conquer that death. And he's going to rise. And it's going to be a resurrection. And from that, he's going to say, we're back connected again. And all this journey that the Lord has been on, on with us, this whole journey that God has been drawing us to him, he's saying, now we can be in connection with you. He's saying, that's how much I love you. That's what I'm doing for you today. My favorite part of the entire Easter narrative, my favorite part is picturing Jesus when he sits up in that tomb before he walks out the door, uh, before he walks away outside. 
I picture him sitting there. All we know is when James and, and, and Peter and John ran to the tomb and saw that his clothes were kind of thrown in one spot and, and, his, and, the, and the cloth that was over his face was perfectly folded on the other part. So we know he at least sat up and took a second there. And all I picture is in that moment, him sitting there going, I can't wait. I can't wait to see Peter and show him what I've done. Yeah, but Peter denied him three times. So what? I can't wait to see him. Show him what I've done for him. I can't wait to see Thomas. But he knows Thomas is doubting like crazy. He's got, he's got to be sitting there going, man, he'll be doubting right now. He'll be doubting when I see him. But I'm going to tell him to put his hands on my side and he'll believe. I can't wait to see him. I can't wait to see my mom. I can't wait to see John, who I told him to take care of my mom. I can't even, I can't wait to see Pontius Pilate. I can't wait to see him and show him what I've done for them. And then I picture that moment as Jesus walks out of that grave and I picture him thinking of you and me. I picture him stepping out of that grave and I picture him taking a deep breath and saying, I breathe so that you can breathe. I picture him feeling his heart beating again. And I picture him thinking, my heart's beating so that your heart beats. I picture him looking around at the, just the landscape and going, I live so that you may live. Personalize that. He's looking at you and calling you by name, whether you want it or not. He's saying, I live so that you may live. And that's worthy of our celebration. See, we celebrate that love. We celebrate that mercy and we celebrate that grace. Remember, God's God's unending love meeting our humanity. We celebrate that grace. We celebrate that connection that's right there for us. I gotta admit, you guys, I gotta admit, if tomorrow night, if the Gonzaga Bulldogs win the national championship, I will celebrate. I'm a Spokane boy. I will celebrate. And be for a week, maybe for a month. We're talking about a lifetime. We're talking about eternity. We're talking about a gift that we don't, it doesn't make sense. You try to wrap your head around that kind of forgiveness. You try to wrap your head around that kind of grace. You try to wrap your head around that kind of love that's extended to us for eternity. That's what we celebrate. My hope for each one of us today is that when you walk out the doors of this church and you go back to your car, you don't have to tell the person you're going home with. You, don't, you even did this. Just do it anyway. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath in that moment and just think about it. I breathe because he breathes. And I live 
and I will live because he lives. That's Easter for us, you guys. That's what we celebrate. Father, I pray that each one of us in this room would grab hold of that truth. Cynics to saints, you cover the entire journey. Each one of us finds our place at some point in the journey. Some of us fight it, push away from it, don't want to hear it. Some of us embrace it and love it. Some of us take it for granted. Some of us thought about it a long time ago and kind of have forgotten it now. You take us, on, you take us wherever we're at on this journey and you extend the exact same love to each one of us. The exact same love to each one of us. And we are so thankful for that. And we breathe because of that. And our heart beats because of that. And we claim life because of that. Father, we celebrate. We celebrate today because of what your son has done for us. We are so thankful. It's in your name we pray.